0: Welcome to The Trend with Justin A. Williams. Today we have Coach Aaron Carter, and we are going to talk about a couple of things. So last time we had Coach Carter on, friend of the podcast and a great life coach, among other things, we discussed at the end a couple of things. So one, today we're going to talk about outlook for the new year, how to be your best self now that the 2022 is over, and trying to figure out where you fit in 2023. But we're also going to talk about a little bit about this thing that seems to be in the echo sphere and culture. If you watch any the news channels, if you watch maybe even some shows, political shows, they talk about victim mentality. Sometimes they blame cultures for having a kind of victim mentality. Sometimes they blame people or political sides of having a victim mentality. And we want to kind of unpack that and see what does that really mean. And is it true? Right? Do 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 people have that? And if they do, do we need to shake them out of it? You know, I one, first
1: of all, thank you for having me back on, man. It's um it's an honor. And um I'm humbled by you uh doing it. But let me just say this. That victim mentality, it's contagious and we have to shake ourselves. And so the reason why we have to shake ourselves is each one of us individually, we have something that we will put on this earth to do. Something we will put on this earth to do indirectly and indirectly. And I'll just I want to make sure I answer your question, but I want to make sure we understand we were put on this earth to do something uh, for a reason. Directly and indirectly, we have have things that we have to do. Indirectly, we were born. We had nothing to do with that. Right. But indirectly, we 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 bring uh, joy to our parents, our mother, our our siblings and all that because we're on earth. But directly we we can impact the world by our actions and our behaviors. We know that things are going to happen in life. In this day and time, I'm just gonna go back the past three years. We've seen COVID and we've seen a pan, the pandemic that shifted the world. We've seen Unjust brutality, police brutality at its highest level in the 20th century, 21st century. We have seen political upheaval within the United States alone at an all time high when we've had political parties that have just gone disarray. Having said that, we have to shift our mentality and say, What can we do to make a difference in the world that we live in, within our household, within our community, within our workspace, within our workplace? And the one common denominator that I see and that I experience is one word. Love. If we all can shift our mentality and say, I'm going to act in love today within my environment that will shift and cause us to start to say these things are not happening to me they are happening for me mm-hmm. and that's a mindset that's a shift mm-hmm. cuz it all happens for a reason and it's a mindset that we that we have to adopt and i just give one one example i'm so proud of the young people who stepped up in Florida several years ago when they had the mass shooting. Those young teenagers in Florida stepped up and said, enough is enough. We're gonna take a stance and we're gonna go to Congress and we're gonna represent ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you stop and think about that. They decided to eliminate the victim mentality and get into the position where they were going to do something to make a positive change. So I'll just start with that. And I don't know, hopefully I answered your question directly. If I didn't, you know, let me know, but I'll start with that. That's where I'm encouraged today because I think we see more young people looking at the world from a different lens. They're not being selfish. You think about it. You go and look at how many young people are volunteering time to go help homeless people, to go help people that are sick, to go visit. See, we're in a day and time where this world is getting better. And so um, I definitely see the change, but I think it's ne- necessary.
0: Yeah, it's, that's a great way to put it. Um, you know, I think I think I teach high school and I teach college, so I interact with Gen Z quite a bit. And I think they are uh, sometimes I, I, I worry about some of their role models, um,
1: yeah. but
0: I think I think they they've got a kind of a greatest generation. Uh, nest to them a little bit. I think mm-hmm. they, while they don't have a great war, uh, to step up to and accept that challenge, I think they are, uh, engaging in a way with the culture war and the societal war and the, the war for the last bits of what you're saying is love in, in society, in the world, right? I mean, people treating other people with kindness and respect and, and also treating yourself that way, right? It starts with the inside. Um, you know, I read a lot of Stoic philosophy. I read a lot of Marcus Aurelius and Seneca. And what they talk about is that, you know, we love ourselves so much, but yet we care so much about what other people say and think, right? Um, you know, we say things like most, most of your, of your problems are, are really perceptive, right? And, this victim mentality that I think some people have where I think people sense that they they get crushed. Something happens to them, some trauma happens to them and they say, well, you know what? I'm just gonna externalize it always, right? Oh. Uh, it's that thing's fault, it's that oh. thing's fault, right? Always, and I'm never looking in the mirror and saying, what are my responsibilities regardless of what's happening to me? I teach my students this all this t- the time that the obstacle is the way, right? That Um, you have to put yourself in a position where, uh, if you want something, you are going to prepare for that thing that you want and you are not going to go off track because thinking that, oh, I'm, uh, woe is me. Um, I'll never get it. Negative ideation and things like that. And I think a lot of people in my generation, I'm a millennial, we kind of feel as though we don't need to look internally. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't need, we don't need to blame ourselves sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we constantly want to say, um, it's some external for, it has to be like any discrimination uh, or anything that, that causes negativity, uh, is, is, um, a direct result of this, of why there's disparities, uh, between people, right? Mm -hmm. Between me, between you, between me and my kid, between cultures, things like that. You know, what's what's interesting, you know,
1: you you can relate to the Gen X. And what's interesting is the victim mentality can be contagious and it can become a generational curse. Mm. And the reason why I, as a, you know, as a life coach, but also... We'll talk about this later, but um, I'm in the midst of finishing up my first book, and the reason why I'm I'm doing it, I realized that I'm no longer really chasing money. I'm planting right. seeds. Right. I'm planting seeds so that people can be, inspired. one, I want them to be encouraged, inspired, motivated, and I want them to do those things with love. And so, it's it's amazing the victim mentality can be contagious because if you go look at social economics, and if we were to study, and I've done a little bit, but not not extensively, the welfare system, just think about something for a second. If you go look at it, welfare system, if you go look at the generations that have been on welfare it's normally three and four generations deep. Hmm. Think about something for a second. When you get a chance, just go look at it. It's generally on average about three generations deep on average, Mm. some extent beyond that. That's a victim's mentality because no one in those family, in the family lineage generationally have said enough is enough. I'm not going to stay in this place. Right. And what happens in that situation, because our social economic system is so set up, what happens is a young lady who has one child realizes that she's able to get X amount of dollars being on welfare for this one child, and then what she what happens is she, she hasn't been encouraged inspired enough to say, you know what, I'm not staying here. I'm going to go get educated. I'm going to learn, learn a trade. I'm going to focus on my development Mm -hmm. so that I can be delivered out of this situation. And so what happens is it becomes a victim mentality that becomes generational because the socioeconomic system says, if you have this, if you have one child, you get this much, if you have two children, you have this. Now all of a sudden you get one young lady who has two and three, two or three kids then she teaches them the same thing indirectly because she doesn't do what she needs to do to educate herself or to focus on her development. Now it becomes a generational curse, the victim mentality, right? Right. So I started to look at some people that were influential, that were financially successful, but also highly successful in their industry. And I started to study them. One person I'll give you is Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. People can say what they want to say, but the man literally was living out of his car, and here's where he broke the curse. His mother said, Baby, give up on those plays. And you just need to go get a job, go get a job at Southwestern Bell and get you some insurance, get you some benefits, and and make X amount of dollars an hour. He said, Mom, no. And think about it, he's telling his mother that ain't that's not for me. Had he stayed in that victim mentality, right. he would not right. have explored right. his imagination. And I'm going to drop something to you right now. So you, you, when the book comes out, you'll know you heard it first right here. Mm-hmm. Your feet will never take you where your faith and your mind have never been. Right. I've heard. And yeah. So he saw something different. So he broke that and he he said, I'm not going to be a victim of my circumstances or my situation. I'm going to break that. And I started to study his mindset and his belief. I did the same thing with Steve Harvey. And I just was blown away that these two successful men lived in their vehicles while they were going through the process. And yeah. so I, I'm encouraged today because I think social media gives everybody access to really study people that, that are successful, but understand their story and understand where they came from and then start to look at the hard work that they put in to get to where they are today. And I think that's where we have to begin to expose ourselves to a different way of life and understand that the victim mentality is really there to make you stronger and to catapult you to a different to a different level. And so I, I have to I'm on pause there because I get excited when I when I start talking about that victim mentality, and I I can point to people that have that have overcome greater obstacles than even I I overcame, and that's you think about your own life, think about the things that, and we touched on a little bit later, think about the things that you had to overcome and the decisions you had to make to say, no, this is not for me. There is a better way. And I think that's, that's really critical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. You know, um, the, the younger generations, I think, um, you know, they are such a product of the pop culture of the moment. And I think, um, you know, the role models, right? The P, the songs that you hear, like when you were in the sixties and seventies, you heard very positive music. Music, uh, it could be mind expansive, like fifth dimension. It could be kind of like, uh, about love. It could be about politics, but everything had kind of a positive note to it. So society, when it gets that catharsis, that escape into something, it's escaping into something that's comforting, that tells you it loves you. Um, and that, uh, just like your parents should be uh accepts you right there's there's no denial when you listen to music it's not like the the song can choose not to to spin um and so what I think is a problem nowadays is and even though I do enjoy a lot of hip-hop music I do enjoy a lot of uh rock music as well um you know there there are there there is a depressing side to a lot of music now a lot of music mm-hmm. is about, Today is about, um, doing a lot of drugs, sitting in your sweatpants on the <laughs> couch and just <laughs> dropping out. Yeah. That's what a lot of music is about. And so yeah. you don't create spiritual warriors that way, right? You right. don't create, you don't create people who have fight and who have force and who can be articulate and who can express themselves and look someone else in the eye and have a conversation, right? You, what you create is these people that have uh, crush dreams, don't believe in hope, and don't want to give effort to that internal struggle, and right. and and you know the external struggle, a lot of people can meet, but the internal struggle that 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 kind of looking at your looking glass self, the shadow self, right, understanding your own uh, special uniqueness in the universe, they don't want to go through that work, that beca- because because but it's because I think honestly it's because a lot of these. Uh, singers and people in the music industry and in culture act the same way. They perpetuate that. They perpetuate
1: it through social media because yeah. they show they show the bling, if you will. Right. They show the bling, they show the cars, they show the jewelry, they show the houses and they show all of this stuff. And they make it look easy. They make it look easy. They make it look, they make it look easy. This is probably gonna shock you and maybe your audience. I don't know. But I listen to a variety of music. I, I'm always inspired. My foundation is gospel music. And one of my favorite gospel artists is Marvin Sapp. I know Marvin Sapp, yeah. If you go listen to his catalog of music, it's always encouraging. And it's encouraging people when they're going through storms. mm one of the songs, there's two songs that carried me through my my storm and my storms in 2019. One of the name of it is My Testimony. And the song just, I'm going to give a high level of it, but the song says, literally, um, he just talks about he's going through a storm and, he, you know, just things he's going through. And he says, I'm so glad I made it. I made it through. Uh, in spite of the storm and the rain, I still made it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically, he's just telling a t- testimony of him going, of all of us going through stuff, but we made it through, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I listened to that song. I used to, for a while, ago, I listened to it every morning. It, it was the song that, it was my theme song every day. And then I found this song that he wrote called Yes You Can. And what I like about that song, he said, it starts out, said they thought that I would be weak um, but he made me strong. They thought that I would stumble but God carried me on. And what I, you said something, the music today is quite different. I get that. It's going to change. But then here's what's going to, here's probably what's going to trip the audience out today. DJ Khaled put together a song called God Did. I don't know if you've heard it. Mm-hmm. I set aside and, and the, the vulgarness of it, but if we go listen to the lyrics of Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, and Jay-Z, I listened to that song numerous times, and what I was amazed by the song is if if we can get young people to listen to the the in depth message of each one of those rappers. Rick Ross starts the song out. He said, "Lord, please forgive me for my sins." Um, and no, he said he asked people to forgive him for his, for his sins. He said God did. He mentions God, foundational. Lil Wayne does the same thing. But Lil Wayne says one of his favorite bars, he he says literally in the song, and I was amazed that Lil Wayne articulated this, this so well. He was talking about Brittany Ground. And he said, um, ju- he, he, he'll save judging up to God. Let God. Let God be the judge for the most part. And then he talks about how God gave him favor. But then some of the best bars in that song was by Jay-Z. Jay-Z starts out by saying, Lord, please forgive me for what the stove did. So he's asking God to forgive him for his sins of selling drugs. But he goes on to say, nobody touched a a billion before he did. And he says, how many billionaires can come from his crib? He says for himself, um, Rihanna, Kanye, and LeBron James. But when you listen to the the song and you go through and you start listening to what these rappers are saying, they have put their foundation on God, which amazed me because they flat out said, God, please forgive me for my sins. And now they're in a place where they're trying to make other people's lives better. The victim mentality is so much creates a different, it creates multiple things that you mentioned, instant gratification. Because Mm -hmm. I'm in this rut, I want instant gratification today. Mm -hmm. I'm watching on social media. I see this rapper, this rapper just bought a brand new Bentley. This rapper just bought a brand new Lamborghini. This rapper lives in a 7,000 square foot house. And they see this stuff versus saying, you have to be willing to put in the work. Scripture says faith without work is dead. And that's where I like what you said. uh, The generations tend to want instant gratification, but they don't see the work that has to be put in. I wish the influencers on social media would talk about the work that they had to put in and, and advertise that more. But that's not always what's appealing, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not appealing to a lot of people. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know how to to make a sacrifice, right? Sacrifice right. going to the party to study. Sacrifice um, hanging out with toxic friends. Go make new friends, right? People don't know really how to confront and do that. And when I was younger, I didn't know how to do that either. But time, the universe, you can even say God showed me that, yeah. look, you need to have tough skin, and in life, th- for whatever reason that you're here on this earth, and Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, uh, even many, you can find even uh, atheist philosophers agree with this central fact. Life is a challenge, life is toil, right? It says that in um, in Psalms, right? Life is toil, mm. why are we toiling, right? Yeah. Life is those things, but you get the glory to be able to overcome those things. And you get to overcome them. And when you do, you get to sit back on your rocking chair, have some lemonade, and enjoy the memory of what you just did. And that is something that if you read a lot of um old, old stories from different cultures, even the heavens is jealous of human beings in some way, because human beings get to have that feeling of overcoming something, right? Yeah. I mean that's the I mean, why else do you think we have characters like the Buddha, or Jesus, or Muhammad in our in our stories, it's because we have we we need to hear stories of people overcoming challenges, and you know that's what I think is missing in our culture is stories like um, Rick Ross. I'm sure could tell us a great story. I know he came out with a book a couple of years ago, but we need to hear more stories of people who have overcome and made it. We need to stop having our our media outlets and our movies. Uh, and our and our and our um, and other uh, thought leaders in the younger generation only act as if everybody's just suffering all the time, and everybody's just struggling all the time, and there are no successes that we are all just being victimized every second of the day, oppressed is how they say it. They say that that I am inherently oppressed or something like that. You
1: know, you just you just added to confirmation of of something my daughter who's uh 21 she's been telling me for several years dad you 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 need to um you need to understand you can help a lot of people you you can you can help a lot of people you've been through a lot you've overcome a lot and people need to see that and know that because you're not an athlete you're not an entertainer but you've had success um In corporate America, you've had success in owning your own businesses and you need to share your story. Well, several years ago, I was given the opportunity to be the first African-American to sit on a board for a New York Stock Exchange company. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And what I like about the opportunity, I was told by the leader he said to me he said i'm not you're not getting this opportunity because you're black you get this opportunity because you're qualified and then he said something that was so prolific he said i'm honored to be a part of this because i want to show that all you needed was an opportunity and he's And then I said, yeah. And we we were talking about some other things. He said, you need to share your story because it's going to be inspiring other African-Americans. Now, mind you, he's Caucasian. But he has such great intellect. And he's so uh, when I say down to earth, he doesn't he knows I'm a black man, but he's looking beyond me being black and he's seeing my heart because my, I operate out of love. And he literally said, he said, you have to tell your story because that's, what's going to help somebody else. And I realized today that my trials and tribulations are to help someone else. And when they can see that I made it through, and I can show them how I made it through. Right. Then you become a living example that they can feel, touch, see, talk to. And it's not pie in the sky. And it's not seven ways to do this, 12 ways to do this, 10 days to do this. It's actual and factual. And it's the truth. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that because I have tried, I've lived my life under the radar. And even me doing the first podcast with you several months ago, I was a little skeptical. I was like, I don't need to do that. But the more, you know, my publicist and I talked and she, you know, gave me some encouraging words and then talking to you, I was like, yeah, we have to tell our stories because as young as black men, what else, like if I'm complaining that all they're seeing is this on social media, what am I doing to help solve the problem? Right. And so I appreciate you, you, you sharing that. But one thing I do want to add, if we stop and think about the world today in 2023, mm-hmm. and let's go back to the beginning of 2020, pandemic was reaching its, its height. It was beginning to climb. It was becoming a global pandemic. If we stop and think about, we made it through the toughest times of my life. Yeah. Think about something. We three years removed from that. And Mm. now we're on the other side of the pandemic. And literally more millionaires have been made in that three year period of time. Entrepreneurs, I'm speaking of, than any other short period of time. When you think about the ones that have been made that are first generational millionaires. Right. They turned a pandemic, into prosperity. Right. But they didn't have the victim mentality. Think about how many people were laid off of their jobs and literally said, I have to do something different. And they went and created a business model that was entrepreneurial through online. And now in 2023, these people are victorious in the sense that they created... And solve problems through their entrepreneurship. Now they're providing products and services that are useful in society. They eliminated the victim mentality. And so I, that's why I like, I like your podcast and I like what you're doing because I think it, it causes us to see different perspectives and get different thoughts. I would, I would say today, if you have a victim mentality, you're probably around the wrong people. Yeah. You that's, are. What I,
0: that's what I would say. Show me your friends and I'll show you a mirror. You show, you show me the crowd
1: that you keep and I'll show you your future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you know, I can even point to my own life when I was around people that didn't truly care or appreciate my, me. And, um, you know, when I broke away from them after college, I... um uh, I didn't even need to replace them. I started to enjoy my own company and just kind of empower myself that way, reading and podcasts and things like that. And then starting this podcast, you know, I just want to say thank you again to the audience. Uh, We are, according to Spotify, we are in top 15% in uh, uh, podcasts that get shared globally uh, and shares. So that's incredible. Uh, Thank you. And, um, you know. uh, it's, 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 it's a testament not only to myself, but, you know, I, I think another thing that, that has happened, you talked about welfare, uh, the breakdown of the family in this country. And, mm. and, and that is something where, you know, who is in your home? My grandfather always says that, uh, a rooster needs to have all the chickens and the hens in one space, right? <laughs> if you watch a rooster, they're constantly pecking everything into their side, one side. And, um, I think it's true. I think it's true that when you don't have someone in the house with you, teaching you values, showing you values, and this has nothing to do with race or anything like that. This has to do with all races, all people who um, are struggling in this country, not necessarily just economically, but struggling with the whole parenting thing, right? I mean, it's not easy to be a parent and there's really no textbook. And even if there was, there's going to be surprises and things along the way. And a part of your own toxicity does go on to the kid. It happens, right? But you have to learn that as a parent, I think, to want to be there, to forgive yourself for times where you feel like you're making a mistake, Mm -hmm. and also to understand that if we want to build strong kids, then we got to really empower them. Don't criticize them like that. Don't beat them down. Don't tell them what they can't do. Tell them what they can do. Redirect... All their negativity into positivity, even when they're just little they're very little. My parents always looked at me and said, He's gonna be a future this and future that. And my parents always said that um we talk to you like an adult. We've never ever done gugu Gaga baby talk to you. We've mm-hmm. always talked to you with full English sentences because we wanted you to feel empowered around here. Uh that's that's and, and my dad was frank. My dad, my dad was um black and Jewish. Um, my mom is also black and Jewish. Um, but, uh, my dad, a little bit closer to the religion and culture. And he mm-hmm. always said that, you know, certain cultures, um, we don't, we don't uplift our kids enough and certain cultures are better at that. And I want to be a part of the culture. I want you to be a part of a culture in this household where you're, you're, you're getting up, you're feeling strong.
1: You, you just brought back so many memories of, of my daughter, you know, Here's the way my daughter and I say good morning. So, you know, she's 21 and married, and uh, doing very well for for herself, and uh, finishing up her senior year in college, and uh, juggling a lot right now. And so, but I taught my daughter early on, from before she could even talk, I taught her one scripture, one scripture. I taught her this one and then this is the one we live in and, and die by. And I would say good morning to her. And she wouldn't say good morning. She'd say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's it. And that's the way we would go. That's the way we would say good morning to each other. That's the way she would go to bed at night. And if I was traveling, I would literally call, we'd say our prayers. And she had to, the part of the prayer was to say that scripture Today, I would say my daughter's intentional fortitude is strong. She's empowered and she's empowered on a whole nother level at 21. Yeah. Because literally, I told her she could do whatever she wanted to do, she could accomplish Mm -hmm. whatever she wanted to accomplish. And by the Mm -hmm. way, my daughter is. And I'm not just saying it because she's my daughter. The facts are the facts. The truth is the truth. She is in a position today. She has her own online business uh, boutique. Um, and she had, she's working for a mother at a, a mother's daycare. She is doing multiple things. And she's married. And what I'm impressed by is a lot of the habits, the routines, the actions, and the behaviors that I had as she was growing up, I'm starting to see her do them. So what that taught me is our children would do more of what they see us do than what we, than what we tell them. Right. And I'm so amazed at that. And you said if we don't have that role model in the household, that's what starts to create some dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And. It is so important whether you are a, a parent, a sibling, uh, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle that has children that you're probably the guardian of. We have to be positive role models with our actions. Yeah. Not just with our words. Yeah. And that, that, that saying, do, um, do as I, do as I, uh, tell you. Not as you see me do it. Like we can't you can't do that because children are going to do more of what they see us do than what we tell them. And when you said that, that reminded me of how important it is to pour positivity into the minds of young people. But here's 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 where we have to take it to another level. How about we pour positivity in everyone that comes within our atmosphere, everyone that we come in contact. How about we pour positivity into everyone? Um, I like Ryan Leek. I don't know if you've heard of Ryan Leak. He's a motivational speaker, and author, and he's also a minister. But Ryan Leak posed a question. He said, what is it like, and I'm paraphrasing, what is it like to work for you? Have you ever thought about what is it like to work for you? What is it like to be a friend of yours? What is it like to be a sibling of yours? What is it like to be your spouse? What is it like? And he posed that question and it just causes you to think, what is it like? And if you're honest with yourself, there's some things that you would say, I need to correct that, right? Mm -hmm. And I would just challenge all of us from the perspective of how do we shift the victim mentality? How about we encourage one another? How about we take the time to say, hey, we, we can get through this. Not you can get through it, but we're going to get through this together because I'm going to be there to help you and support you and pour positivity into you. And I think we need more inspiration uh, through love that's going to help us eliminate this this victim mentality. And uh, I firmly believe it. I, I try to live it every day. Um Anyone that knows me knows that you can't come around me being negative because
0: I just, right.
1: I can't do it. Can't do it, right, won't do it.
0: Right, right, right. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I uh, I went to go to the uh, play basketball at this Naval Academy. And there were these words that said, acta non verba. And I asked somebody what it meant. I think I asked my father and he said, in Latin, it means actions, not words, right? So that was that was great when I was a kid. So to wrap up our discussion today, I want to get to your book. Uh what is going on with your book? Uh what's it what's it about? Um and how can we use your book to kind of help us springboard into the next year, into this year?
1: Yeah, so we're we're nearing um getting it wrapped up. Um here's what I I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an overview of it. It's um it's it's one that's going to eliminate the victim mentality. It's a, it's about mindset, having a positive mindset and it it will help you overcome uh, challenges in personal life professional life uh in your relationships um it's just business challenges uh it's just a book about having the right mindset to overcome challenges and it 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 puts you in a in a position of empowerment to to your point and it's about having the right mindset and um without giving too much away um I I'll, I'll just say this It's a book that um, that I realized that I've lived by for quite some time. And what I've done is I poured um, all of my life's experiences and challenges and the process that I utilized and didn't know it at the time to overcome these challenges. And it's about how do you set goals? And and how do you turn your dreams into goals? And then what is the process to go and achieve those goals? So it, it just kind of walks you through that piece of it. Uh, you mentioned resolutions earlier. I shared with somebody, I really don't make resolutions. Um, but resolutions are, are a little bit different from, from, um, from goals. Uh, you know, resolution is an active process of resolving, uh, such a, you know, it's just in goals and dreams and goals are different. Mm-hmm. Dreams don't require no action. Goals mm-hmm. require or try- or some action and mm-hmm. I'll walk you through that, the differences of that. But, you know, it, it's about goal setting and how to be successful in life, whether it be professional, personal relationships. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, it just walks you through that process. And, um, we're nearing, um, getting that wrapped up and uh, look to release that uh, here in 2023. And, uh, we're going to do something different with the book release. And, um, uh, I'd like to make sure that we, that you're a part of, um, the um the group um that gets uh the insights on that first deals and uh it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a different book release and um I'm coming out of my shell if you will and um we're we're looking forward to it. But yeah that's a little bit about the book and um uh, it's going to be exciting times and my 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 prayer is that it um it helps uh people along the way and helps people get rid of the victim mentality.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to read it. Can't wait to see it and, and, uh, help you pump the book. Obviously, I mean, we need, we need as much positivity in this world as we can possibly get. I think, um, it's, 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 a uh, you know, my perspective as someone who was a religion major in college, I've seen and, 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 and history. Um, I've seen, um, just as much as there has been, uh, trouble and darkness in history, there's been a lot of light. And there's been a lot of hope and there's been a lot of uh, people overcoming uh, some of the toughest times you can imagine. And we need to tell those stories and we need to have people like you come on here and write books that uh, influence people of all ages to uh, pursue. right Whatever it is, always have a pursuit angle. Um, yeah. That's the mentality to have
1: yeah man i I can't i you know I get so excited every time I talk about the book that uh you can tell' you can see me smiling, but the reality of it is I realize that um my life is is not my life it's mm-hmm. how can i I serve others and uh yeah. I will not be guilty of serving in every capacity. I'm grateful to God every day, and um i I realize now all things work together for good, when it doesn't look good, when it doesn't feel good. I know it's working for my good. So I'm super excited, as you can tell.
0: Great, great. Well, Coach Carter, I want to thank you for coming on today. I want to thank our audience uh, for listening again. Remember, you can like, share, and subscribe. We're on all platforms. And uh, Coach Carter, any last words for our audience today? Yeah, here's what I would tell you. It's 2023.
1: Go be a difference in somebody else's life. When you can be a difference in somebody else's life, it'll make your life different help somebody else every day, help somebody else. When you help somebody else, you don't realize what you're doing for yourself. I'm super proud to be an American and uh, it's our time. It is our time as a people to step up. It is our time to shine. And I'm grateful today to see this world being a better place um, because of people like yourself and the work that you're doing. And thank you so much, man. I, I'm honored and proud and uh, humbled to be part of uh, what you're doing. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. Remember, we're better when we're trending together.